This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 336, I think, of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... Oh, no, son. That's not the way it is. You kids have been nothing but punks. Sissified. So quick to pick up a gun. Too scared to take an ass whooping. (laughs) That's what makes you a man. When I was growing up, this was all the protection we needed. You win some, you lose some, but you live. You live to fight another day. Now, you think you're a man with that gun in your hand? Don't you? Nice. Yeah. That's uh, that's from Friday. Yeah. Yeah. The great John Witherspoon. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P., baby. <laughs> that one, I, I don't want to say that hurt. But it stung a little. Like, I mean, he was an older guy. Yeah. I mean, you know. But, like, he was, like, one of those great black comics. And, you know. I mean, you knew him from a lot of stuff. You know, from Friday, he was on the the Wayne's Brothers show. You know, he was in a lot of movies. I mean, but he was a... Boomerang. Boomerang. Yeah. (laughs) Good boomerang. Yeah. He's one of my favorite scenes in... (laughs) In, in Soul Plane. Yeah. When he's fingering the potato. Yeah. <laughs> just like, he's like, oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Playing the blind guy, fingering the potato, thinking it's a woman. <laughs> he's good. He's funny. Freaky deaky. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Friday. Friday I, I, most people will know him from Friday. I, I've actually, I've, I had the privilege of seeing him do stand-up comedy once. Yeah, not the improv. Me and Thad and Frank went on, and uh, just a great show. Yeah, yeah, I mean, funny as fuck. Uh-huh. So it was like one of those. I'm glad, I'm glad I got to see him live. Um, I got to see him in his heyday per se, but uh, just a funny man. Yeah, we'll be missed. Yeah. Cool. How are you, sir? It's been a rough week. I've been sick. You've been sick. Yeah. yeah. I got the cough. This evil cold that's going around. Yeah. I'm pretty far out now. I yeah. I feel pretty good. I'm still coughing though. Yeah. But uh, yeah, pretty good. Went to the game last week. Colts game. Yeah. Yeah. You were at that at the uh, the Colts game. That was a, yeah. a barn burner. Yeah. But it was good. Yeah. Good time. And then. Uh, Going to the game tomorrow. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, oh, man. And I was off this week, so. Yeah. And it rained a lot this week, so I didn't get much done outside. But, uh, yeah. 
Same as about it. I did go to a show last night. Did you? What yeah. Shows, what, what shows you go to? Um, so our good friend Doug uh-huh. is playing out again. Okay. And uh, they played uh, a show down at Hambones. Okay. First time I've ever been there. Yeah. Where's that at? Butler. Okay. Um, okay. Sorry. Lawrenceville. Lawrenceville, okay. Yeah, Butler Street. Okay, okay. That, so down... Yeah, yeah. In, in Pittsburgh, it's a little place down on Butler Street in Lawrenceville, the, the hipster side of town. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. We kind of yeah. hung back in the... Uh, um, it's kind of a cool bar. It's like, it's small, yeah. you know? So there's like a passage to get through, and then there's bar stools, and then there's high tops on the other side, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. They do have pinball games, but I couldn't find them. There's a yeah. dartboard, too. I couldn't find that. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's in the back. But then you like open these like drapes and there's like a side room. Yeah. It had like maybe five bench seats. Yeah. And uh open floor and then a stage and they played in there. It was actually kinda cool. Yeah. Yeah. Old building, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh yeah, so we went uh went there and we saw and Doug was actually um He's been playing with them, but he's also been filling in too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was pretty cool. So the name of the um, band is actually Erica June and the Tunes. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and uh, the I'm just gonna plug them real quick because I, I really enjoy their music. I think they're really good. Uh, Mike Dugan on guitar, Mike Mast on drums, and Doug played bass for them this time. Um, but they uh, also have a guy named Jeremy K. who plays bass with them. Mm-hmm. And it's like a brand new band. They just kind of put it all together. Yeah. And uh, and of course Erica sings. Um. And uh, but you know, for as little as they've played together, it was really tight. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like they busted out some. I think they had three originals that night. Rest, I mean, sorry, all originals, but three. There was three covers. It's pretty good. And uh, but one of the covers was that Nancy Sinatra song. What the fuck? Was these boots are made for walking? No. Okay. The other one. The other one that I can't think of the name. It's from Kill Bill, and yeah. I don't want to reference it to Kill Bill because right. it's a good song on its own. Right. I just can't remember the name of the damn song. But that was just her and the guitarist, and it was it was freaking amazing, right? Seriously, and uh, but yeah, really talented group of musicians, a little bit older, uh-huh. you know. Um, yeah, I mean, Erica plays everything from freaking uh, trombone mm-hmm. to the saw, right? Like yeah. a saw, yeah. Amazing, yeah. Musically, she's fantastic. All of them, drummer, guitarist. Yeah, of course, Doug was good. Yeah, uh, of course. But uh, yeah, I had a really good time. So this band's something to watch. Nice. Um. Yeah, it's pretty good, and we'll post up on our their um, Facebook tag. Yeah. On uh. Yeah. yeah. On our site. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, yeah, it was. I was pretty impressed. Cool. Like, I'm not too impressed by music. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, 
Yeah, it was pretty good. They also the first band uh, guy that performed. Um, it's actually Doug's drummer in another band, uh, Jack Shadow, and uh, Ernie Pepe is an older guy. You know. Yeah. But uh, it was. Uh, yeah, dude, it was cool, man. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah, we beers weren't that bad. I mean, priced. You know, it wasn't crazy. Right. Yeah, and it wasn't like overpacked or you know. Right. Yeah, it was good. It was cool to be back in that scene again. Yeah. You know, like, it's good to hear music from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Especially good music. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? And this was actually a really talented band. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was. I was surprised. Yeah. I didn't know what I was walking into. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But uh, musically, they were solid. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah, real good. Cool. So... Cool to hang out with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I got lost getting out of there. Yeah, it's difficult. It's weird. Yeah. Because um, it takes you in strangely. It takes you in on the 40th. Yeah. Which is not difficult, but you got to get on 270. Yeah, you know, I'm like, it's a yeah. whole fucking rigmarole. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's difficult because you like, you, you end up on 28, going across a bridge, and then, you know, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's a cluster to get there. Yeah. Especially if you're not, like, in the city. Yeah, and I don't know it that well. Right. Do you know what I mean? And so, when I went home, I was like, there has got to be an easier way to get here than this. I remember getting here very differently than the way I came. I don't remember going Parkway, 579, 279, 28. Right. Like, 40th Street Bridge. I don't remember any of that. Right. And so I went home, and like five minutes or t- ten minutes away, there's Bloomfield Bridge. I was like, I know where I'm at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is much easier to get to yeah. this way right. than it is 40th yeah. Street Bridge way. Any, any, Holy shit. Anytime my GPS says, you know, turn right to get on the Crosstown Boulevard, I'm like, I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because, like... But for those who aren't from Pittsburgh, it's tough to it, like Crosstown Boulevard is like the biggest clusterfuck because all it really is is just an intersection on a freeway where it's just a free for all of exits. Yeah, it's just people like jamming from a from the right lane all the way to the third lane to the left, and you're trying to get to the right. I mean, it is a total clusterfuck, and it's like you might as well just be driving with your eyes closed. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, I missed a turn early. Yeah. I missed a turn. I don't know how I missed it, but I missed a turn where I should have turned. And I think it was on, I don't know what turn it was. It was, I was on the parkway. I was getting on the parkway, got on the parkway, then I had to get off the parkway. Right. And I missed the turn off the parkway. So I had to go all the way down by the Fort Pitt Bridge. Yeah. Take the Duquesne Bridge. I yeah. mean, like I had to go to North Shore. Yeah. Go that way. It was a pain in the, oh my God. But that's easier. I don't want to see. That's probably easier than Crosstown Boulevard. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like you know, it, it's twenty minutes out of the way, but it's easier than that clusterfuck. Yeah, but then like I missed a turn coming back. Yeah, like I kind of knew the way, but I missed it. I missed the turn, and uh, I'm like, I'm in a place I shouldn't be right now. Yeah, and I knew it. Yeah, and I got a bald tire on the left side. Uh, Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Yeah. 
But uh, <coughs> but the uh, worst. Yeah, but it was cool. I mean, I got home. Once I got to the Bloomfield Bridge, I knew where I was at. Yeah, it just I don't know beyond that. I don't know that side of Pittsburgh. Yeah, neither do I. So it's it, a mystery to it's me. It's always a fucking terror. Yeah, it's not, I just don't know where I'm at. Well, I mean, here here's the real problem. For years, it was you didn't go there because it wasn't a safe neighborhood. Yeah, like and so it's like. All you hear about is like, oh, Lawrenceville, they, it's been redeveloped, and there's all this money's been invested in it, and you know, it's for the young and the hip and everything else. But the problem is, you go two streets up the hill from Butler Street, you're still in a bad fucking neighborhood. It's it's kind of like going down to the waterfront. It's like the waterfront you feel safe at. You know, it's like all this great shopping and bars and restaurants and all this great stuff. But man, you go across those fucking railroad tracks, you're in no man's land. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't give a fuck if there's an Aldi's over there or not. You're in no man's land. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So anyway, but I it was cool. I mean, I made it home. Yeah, thank God. I didn't. I had like one, two beers. You know, so I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I was in unknown territory. So yeah, yeah, exactly. But Lawrenceville did look nice. I have to say, it was very vibrant. There was a lot of people on the streets. It was. It is a lot of new stuff going up. It yeah. was kind of cool. I mean, it I mean, was, I'm, I'm not gonna deny it's like it, it's it's wonderful what's taking place there. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it's just it's parking's the issue. One parking is the issue. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. But the other thing is, it's just it's like it, I'm just I'm too old for it to be like exciting to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's no, like, I get it. I like, mean, like. Like I'm too, I, I'm too old, and I'm I'm too set in my ways. Like like I mean, it's like these these pub houses and the, these these places where like, you know we have like forty different beers on tap from local artisans, and I'm like, yeah, fuck that shit, just give me a Budweiser, you know. Yeah. You know. No, but it was um, and they they probably gave you a dirty look for ordering a Bud. I didn't. I actually got a Sierra Nevada. Oh okay. Just because I like it. Yeah. Um, I was like, eh, they have it on tap. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll get it. I tried it. Yeah. Um, down at the wedding. That's what they had down there. Yeah. So I tried it on tap and it was pretty good. Yeah, okay. But I just had one. Then I went to I went to uh, make light. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Yeah, it was it was cool. I liked how I liked the look of it, like the busyness of it. Yeah. A lot of lights up. Parking's the major issue. I mean, like that's the thing about Pittsburgh, man. Parking sucks. Yeah. And even in the south side. And, and it's not going to correct itself in Lawrenceville either. No. Because they never corrected it in the south side. No. They corrected it when you got down by the Cheesecake Factory and stuff like that. There's garages now. Right. But south side's a long haul stretch of road there. Oh, yeah. And there's no parking. Past that? Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. I mean, literally good luck. I mean, it's just. I mean, that's where you got to respect the parking chair. Yeah, you know you've got to respect. You know you're, you're trying to you're going down these side streets looking for a place to park, and there's three chairs in a row. It's like fuck, I could use that spot, but I respect the parking chair. Yeah, you know it's, it's shit like that that it's like oh man. I ended up getting lucky. I got end up parking in a in a parking lot. Yeah, like right across the street from Hambones. Yeah, like it was a public parking. It fit maybe maybe twenty cars. Yeah, it was just. The little parking lot. Yeah. But someone was pulling out. And I was like, I'm taking yeah. that motherfucker. Hell yeah. 
I paid two bucks to park. Yeah. Because they meter read till 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that's the city. Well, that's I, that's why I looked at I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm park here. And I was like, you know what? Let me make sure. Let me read the... Make sure I don't have to pay. Yeah. But it's pretty late. It's already late. I yeah. was like, I bet I don't. I'm, yep. <laughs> Till 10 o'clock. Yeah. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. 10 o'clock. Yeah. That shit should be free. I know. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, it was cool. cool. It was cold. Yeah. But it was a good time. For yeah. For sure. Cool. Yeah. Like, I'd go back. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Crazy. It's a crazy day yesterday. Yeah, sounds it. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I I will tell you, you know, I went and I saw Terminator Dark Fate. Huh? Yeah. How was that? It wasn't bad. Yeah? Like, here's the best comparison I could make to it. Linda Hamilton's performance reminded me of Jamie Lee Curtis in the Halloween oh, yeah. reboot there. Yeah? Yeah. Like it was that I mean I'm I'm not it's always, it wasn't the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But it was that type of a performance. Yeah. Like I liked I liked what they did with the timeline. Uh huh. I liked how they explained. Th- I, I I I really thought they did a very good job of of kind of like soft rebooting everything in a very interesting way. Yeah, and I liked Linda Hamilton's performance. I liked Schwarzenegger's performance. I like Mackenzie Davis a lot, but I'd like to see her in more stuff. Like I thought she was a really good action hero. Yeah. Um. You know the I I I thought I just thought all around there was a lot of good performances in that movie, and um, I you know it was just it wasn't it wasn't as good as Terminator Two or the original, uh-huh. but it was better than what preceded it. Okay, like you know what I mean? Like it, I mean, it was better than Salvation. It was better than Genesis. It was better than T Three. You know, it was better than those movies, but it still had a long way to go to hit T one and T two. But I liked it. I, 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 it was like two hours. I enjoyed myself. I don't want to say like I mean that that was the key to it to me was I enjoyed the movie. Like I, I'm disappointed that it hasn't done well, and I understand why it hasn't done well. I mean, you know. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me a third time, boy, am I stupid. Yeah. You know, but here, coming back for a fourth go around, <laughs> you know. And so I get why it didn't do well from a box office standpoint. But if you have an opportunity to see this movie, I would highly recommend it just because it's not that bad. Yeah. You know. That's good. It's it's a good entry in the Terminator franchise. I, I thought it does a good job of playing off of T two. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. And I, I like I just I liked. I, I don't want to give anything away, but like it's tough to say because it's like I like how they kind of change the timeline, how they, you know, kind of re. Because they're, they're saying like, forget what you saw previously. This is what happened, and what happened is very interesting. And then 
what happens later on becomes even more interesting. So it's like, it's one of those weird things where like, I can't, I, I want to tell you like with the things I liked about it, but I can't tell you without giving away the story itself. I see. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. the, that's the difficult part. Cause like the things I really liked what they did are going to give away the story. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I hear you. Yeah. Hmm. No, check it out. Then. Yeah. I, I, I highly recommend if you get an opportunity to absolutely watch that. Yeah. Um, I watched that. I, I watched... Um, we're getting the Epics for free for a few weeks for some reason. It's like a free free preview or something, but it's like for like until like the 21st. Hmm. So um, I watched um, Wrestling With My Family. Okay. And this was a... It's a WWE produced movie, um, but it's about one of their wrestlers. It's like their her true life story. Okay. Uh, uh, the, the wrestler's name is Paige. Um, she is what she was. She's she's one of the women who is responsible for the women's rev- revolution in, in pro wrestling, particularly in the WWE. Okay. Um. You know, and I mean, for those who don't know, like, I mean, there was a time where like women's wrestling wasn't taken that seriously it you know it was like broad panty matches it, it it was you know a lot of hair pulling matches i mean it, it wasn't like you, you'd see like the this you know artistry from guys like Shawn michaels and you know you'd see these amazing matches from guys like like triple h and rick flower you know, like and it, but then you see like a women's match and it would be like you know two chicks flipping each other around by the hair for 10 minutes and then they'd get a pin yeah, you know, it wasn't that, it, and she was one of the women who's responsible for that that revolution <laughs> of these are real athletes, these are women who can do just as much as men can, if not maybe even more so at times, and she she's kind of helped kickstart the mainstream version of that revolution. Okay, um, which brings us like people like Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, and you know. Um, uh, Sasha Banks and, and you know Bailey and all these others that you're seeing now in the WWE that are you know much more legit athletes and pro wrestlers than you ever saw yeah before yeah, yeah. but was it what was interesting was like her family was a pro wrestling family she she was from like Manchester England and they had their own little independent promotion and she grew up in it and Oh, really? Yeah. And I mean, it was like the story of her, like, getting her, her shot to be in the WWE and, that, you know, what it took. I mean, and a lot of it is, is fictionalized. and But for the most part, it's it's a basically a true story. Mm. And it was really good. Like, I actually enjoyed it a lot. Yeah? Yeah. Huh. Like, unfortunately, I mean, she was from, like, she has she recently retired due to back injuries. Um, <coughs> but it's one of those things where... Like seeing her her story helped me appreciate again that evolution that's taking place in in women's professional wrestling and how much better the athletes are and how much more seriously they're taken to the point where they just you know this past year had you know as a women's match it headlined WrestleMania yeah you know which had never been done before yeah so I mean that shows you how far this evolution this revolution has, has gone and you're seeing it now in like. It's always been there, like in Japan. It's always been women's wrestling is much more seriously taken, and and a lot of independence, and like to the point, like you have a woman like a 
Tessa Blanchard, who's like a le- legitimately like so over that she's competing for a men's title. Oh, you know, wow. yeah, like I mean, she's that like the the respect level that she has as a professional wrestler is so high. Like, you, it's not even like a, a China situation where she's just big and strong. It's she's just that good of a professional wrestler. Like people say that she may be the best in the world right now, and because of that, people like legitimately buy her wrestling a man, okay, and possibly winning. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what's interesting is like it, that's how far this has come to this point where like. This woman can legitimately be taken seriously wrestling for the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. Which, you know, just 10 years ago, you would have thought, that can't happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, China having the Intercontinental title was like, okay, yeah, well, let that go. (laughs) You know, but now it's like, this is legitimate. She's just that fucking good. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that's, and this is kind of a kickoff point for that, which was, I thought, very interesting. It's cool. Yeah. Check that out, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's, worth, it's definitely worth checking out if you get an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's get to the elephant in the room. Okay. People asked on Twitter and stuff like that, why didn't we post a show last week oh, okay. or two weeks ago? So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the <coughs> truth. <coughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not here to badmouth anybody, but um, here's what happened. Short version. Short version. On the 25th of every month, I make a payment to Spreaker for hosting the podcast. For six plus years, I've been doing it through PayPal. Yeah. And we've never had a problem. Not one. On the 25th of November, I received notification from okay. PayPal... October. October, yeah, October, excuse me. Okay. 25th of October, I received notification that PayPal had made my payment. Not a problem. The usual. The usual. We recorded Saturday, Sunday I went to post it, and Spreaker's telling me that I'm no longer on a a purchase plan. They've lowered me to the free plan because my payment didn't go through. <laughs> so I sent them an email Sunday night. Monday, I get a reply. Hey, yeah, we'll look into this for you. And I, I mean, I sent them a a, 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 a shot of from the PayPal app showing that you know they showed my they made the payment. Monday, my I even sent them a uh, I can send them a shot that said it cleared my, cleared my bank. Yeah. So the payment was made. They have my money. Yeah. Um, but nothing happened. Like they kept saying, like, oh yeah, we're looking into it. We're looking into it. Then I didn't hear anything from them for like three days. Like I would, and I'm even calling them out on Twitter, and then on Twitter they're like, "Oh yeah, we're researching this," but like I'm getting no information. Meanwhile, as a paying customer for six plus years who's never had a payment problem, you are preventing me from posting my podcast and telling me if I don't resolve this issue within the next few days, you're going to delete 400 plus hours of content because you have me on the free plan that only allows you five hours of storage. Yeah, we have 500 hours of storage. Right. We have 410 hours of of content being stored right now. Yeah. But you're telling me you're going to get rid of it all because I'm on the free plan. Well, that's bullshit. I'm, I paid. I made the payment. This isn't my problem. This yeah. isn't my fault. Needless to say, Sunday I, put, I posted a – I'm not going to say it was a nasty tweet, but I thought it was an aggressive tweet saying, you know, we're not posting a show again tonight because – 
Spreaker still hasn't fixed the situation. Well, lo and behold, I wake up Monday morning and they tell me, hey, okay, we've I've, we reviewed all of your information. And while we don't show your payment, clearly you did make a payment. And we're going to re- put you back on on your plan. Bing, bang, boom, while we research this further. Yeah. So, I'm pissed that it took them a week to even offer that. Yeah. Like, it seems to me like the people who were handling this initially should have looked at my history, should, should have looked at how long I've been a paying customer for, for their product, and said, let's work with this person. Uh-huh. And, like, on all of my emails, like, I was very polite about it. I, I never, you know, at worst, like, at the... Like, I started sending some emails saying, like, look, I'm becoming very frustrated by the situation. And my frustration is going to turn to anger if this isn't solved soon. Yeah. You know, because it that's the truth. I mean, I was frustrated. There, there's no, you, you prevented me from posting my my show. Yeah. Which, by the way, is only the second time we've ever skipped a week. And this isn't my fault this time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the one, the one time we skipped was because I was tired from moving. This time it's not my fault, and but still it pissed me off because like I was proud of that track record, right? And so, and plus, like consistency is a key with a podcast. If we're putting on a show every single week like that, it people know what to expect, and and so now you you you're messing with my product, right? As small potatoes as we are, you're still messing with my product, right? Right, and that became very frustrating to me as well, so. I mean, they solved the problem for the most part. Um, they still don't know what happened to my payment. They say, you know, you know, we see you made the payment, but however, it never came to us for whatever reason. And so, I mean, that's that. But I, it was just, long story short, I was very frustrated with how long it took for them to just say, hey, while we're waiting for this, for us to figure this out, let's help you out. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, that was the story of that. I I, I want to I will, like like I said I don't want to name names or anything like that. And I mean, not that that means anything. I mean, we're still with Spreaker. Hopefully, this is just a one time problem, and you know, six plus more years before we have another. Yeah. You know. So. So that was that. Till Monday. Yeah. Till Monday. Yeah. Till, till the fourth. The fourth is when things are, you know, the next bills post a cycle. So, jeez. So we shall see. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. What you got? Um. Oh. One of the things I had on the docket uh, was uh. This is from a couple weeks ago. I'm sure other people have covered it, but I want to get our opinions on it. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the Game of Thrones boys, they're no longer making a Star Wars movie now. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. They got too busy. How do you get too fucking busy for Star Wars? Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, like it makes no damn sense to me at all. Like, how do you get too fucking busy to make a Star Wars movie? I I guess when Netflix is 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 paying you nine figures. Uh, yeah, you have to, uh, prioritize, but, I mean, it's fucking Star Wars. Like, I don't know. 
I, I, I was just shocked by this. Like, that they were walking away from this opportunity. Like, I, I get it. You're big time because you, you, you did Game of Thrones, you know. And you got this nine-figure deal with Netflix. But I mean, fuck. I don't know. I feel, I feel like Lucasfilm is a mess right now, in a way. Yeah? I do. Like, all right, so let's start, let's start with this, this simple fact. I feel like Lucasfilm is a mess because, number one, they're listening to the trolls. Okay. Like, you had a plan. You, you, it seemed like you had a plan, like with with what you wanted to do, like you wanted to do a series with Solo, and that Solo movie was really good, and it I liked the direction it went, and I thought, well, this could this could really be a cool like trilogy, you know, but yet, you know, it didn't do as well as it, it was supposed to. Part of that is because of fanboy backlash. I think the other part of it was just that you released it. A mere five months after releasing The Last Jedi. Yeah. You know? And if he had released in December, I'll bet it would have done better. Sure. I honestly do. So, now we're hosed. You know, so you're scrapping plans now because the trolls are out there boo-hooing about this isn't my Star Wars. Well, they've been boo-hooing about this isn't my Star Wars since 1999. Yeah. You know, and like it just it feels like, like, like they they kind of like roll. They like, oh man, we, we we have to release episode nine. Fuck, um, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I almost I almost feel like they were, that's kind of like how it is. It's like you know, oh man, it's just turtle away. But we still have to do a nine. We still have to do this fucking movie. Shit, you know. Okay, well, let's just release that, and we're gonna turtle away and try to figure out what we need to do next. Yeah, you know, and. Like, I'm just like, come on, man. Like, I liked everything you've put out. Yeah. I think the majority of people do. Right. But, like, this this vocal minority of trolls that are out there who are just like, you know, wah, wah, I don't like Ray. She's a girl. Wah, wah. It's like, fuck, stop. Yeah. Stop, you know. Just let it play out. Yeah. Like, I just don't get it. Like, but, and, <coughs> I mean, they're talking about, like, you know, with Star Wars, less is more. Like, they're talking about, like, yeah, maybe we won't release a movie a year. Maybe we'll release a movie once every two or three years. What? Yeah. Is this your $2 billion franchise? Yeah. You, you, you paid good money for this, and you're talking about scaling that shit back? Yeah. You're releasing three fucking Marvel movies a year. You can give me at least one Star Wars. Yeah. You know, like, it amazes me how the culture is just fucking me over. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you feel about this? I mean, you, you see, you, we, we've covered this. We've talked about it. Like, yeah. What do you... I don't understand why you would scale back. You paid so much money for this franchise. Mm-hmm. A lot of money for the franchise. Now you just want to scale back on movies? That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. From a, even from a financial aspect. Well, I mean, they've made their money back. 
Yeah, I'm not saying yeah. that. I'm just saying you have a property here that can make buku. Right. Why not go forward with that property? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And give the fans what they want. Right. No, I I agree. Like, that's the thing that I don't understand is... It, it, it's like... I get that you're not releasing three movies a year. Sure. You know, that I get. But yet... Like, like one a year, like, you know... You wanted to do multiple sagas. You know, Ryan Johnston and... You know, the, the the Game of Thrones guys were each going to do their own trilogy and, you know, and shit like that. And you wanted to, I mean, you had all these grand plans and then you're kind of like shit canning everything. Yeah. You know, to, I don't even know what, like. Who are they trying to appease? I guess the problem, I don't think they know who to appease. It, it's. <sighs> It's one of those things where, like, I, I feel like they're, they're kind of saying to themselves, you know, okay, well, we hear we have we hear all this backlash, you know, we, we we're getting you know the these these people out there that they don't like what we're doing with the the current trilogy, mm. you know, uh, so they boycotted Solo and it it shows, you know, it didn't do as well. Never mind the fact that, you know, we fired the directors and had to bring in Ron Howard to fix that shit and, you know, probably didn't promote it properly. Yeah. And released it in May. You know, all these other things that we kind of did wrong. But, you know, you... I, I just, I feel like it's like... It's like they're regretting every single step that they've taken. Right. I honestly feel that way. It's, it, it feels like... Like, they're kind of going back and saying, man, we have completely mishandled this from the start, and we need to start over and kind of figure this shit out. <laughs> That's how it feels. It's like, you know, you're not going to see a Star Wars movie until, like, 2022 or something after this. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, I, I just, I don't understand, like, Great, yeah, yeah. November twelfth, I get the Mandalorian. That's great, you know. Can't wait, um, you know. And uh, s- shortly after that, at some point, we're gonna get an Obi Wan Kenobi TV show on on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, you know, take my money. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, it's like it's, I just I don't get this philosophy of retreat. Yeah. I don't know either. Especially with the things they're doing at Disney World and all this crap, and they're doing this. I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah. Huge buildup on the Star Wars side of it. It's strange to me. Yeah, I mean, it, it honestly is. It, it drives me insane because I, I just, I, I, yeah, I, I don't want to wait till twenty twenty two. Like, I, I, I want. I want what I was promised when you bought the fucking company. I want a Star Wars movie every year. Yeah. yeah. You know. That's what you said was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We can't wait. We're going to be making Star Wars forever. Now nah, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> you know. And I, I just, I'm dumbfounded by the whole thing. It's like, you've got so gun shy over, like, the, la- the Last Jedi is like amazingly, amazingly, the most divisive movie that has 
in my opinion, it's ever been made to a fandom. Okay. Like, you either love that movie or you hate that movie. There's nobody in the middle. Yeah. Like, oh, there's nobody who's like, yeah, I thought it was okay. You know, it's all right. I, I enjoyed it, you know. No, you either love that movie or you hate that movie. And I don't get that. Yeah. Like, I don't get how you hate that movie that much. Like, and it's like the complaint... The complaint's like, oh, oh, this isn't really Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I'm talking to you, fucking otter. <laughs> yeah. You know? and, uh, oh, oh, Ray's too powerful. And, you know, eh, she's a girl. I don't like a girl being a powerful person. And, you know, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. I don't understand that either. I think the movie as a whole is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, there's parts you don't like. I mean, there's parts I don't like of it, but as a whole, the movie's actually pretty good. Yeah. Like the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole thing just dumbfounds me how like people like rebelled, like you, like, like you stepped on their nuts. <laughs> like honestly, it was like you stepped on their nuts with that movie, and like, I thought Ryan Johnson like made a masterpiece. Yeah. Like I can't wait to see what he does next with this franchise. Like I, I'm one of the only people in the world who like can't wait to see what Ryan Johnson's trilogy is going to be. Because I liked his ideas with the Force. Yeah. And it's like it's one of those things where like I'm hoping, I'm hoping and praying like the one thing I don't want from from the last Scott uh, from uh, from the Rise of Skywalker. Is JJ trying to like reset what Ryan Johnson did? Yeah, like <coughs> it's like what everybody wants is like JJ's gonna fix everything. I don't think anything needs fixed. What are you gonna do? Contradict Ryan Johnson and say, "Oh no, Ray's parents are Luke and Mara Jade." Yeah, and, yeah. Luke, and Luke knew the whole time. I don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah, like I mean, that's what people want. People well, I still don't believe the theory that she's comes from nothing. I do. I, I, I don't. I, I mean, I get where they're going with that, and I get that mislead, and I get why Kylo would say that to her, but I don't. I don't. I'm still sticking with my Jedi mind wipe story. <laughs> I I, I do. Like, I like the idea that she comes from nothing, though. Yeah, I mean, I get that point of view as a story. Yeah. I understand is what I'm saying. Right. And I wouldn't mind if it went that way. Right. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not playing wishy-washy. I'm just saying that right. if it goes that way, that's cool. Right. But my own personal belief is I believe that she's been mind-wiped. But, I mean, like, that's my theory. Right. And I'm standing by I've right. always stood by that theory. Right. So, you know, but... It doesn't bother. It won't bother me if she, if that's the story that they're telling, right? Because everything supports that story, right? From what Johnson did, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. They better not kill Chewie off. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Kill Chewbacca. I I, I might become a troll myself. You just can't kill Chewie off. Yeah. I do not want Lando and Chewie going down in a blaze of glory. Yeah. I think that's bullshit. They are. 
I don't think. I, they, I got. I got a feeling they are. I think it's gonna be Neem Num. Neem is actually fighting. I think Chewie's gonna be something else. I'm serious. I know you. I, I I know it would pain you to no end if Chewie when Chewie dies. But I mean, like you've seen Chewie. Like I think what's gonna happen. I, I'm, I'm I hope I hope it happens. Is you're gonna see the Falcon doing its thing, you know? Yeah. And then like blaze of glory flying into the eye of the Death Star or something, you know? And then they're going to pan down to another, to the surface area where all the fighting is, and Chewie's going to pop up of an, out of an ATS or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? With, with a porg on his ar- arm or something. Porg like, whatever they're pog, whatever they're called. I just don't, I, I can't, I, I can't live with Chewie dying. Yeah. I can deal with a lot. I mean, I dealt with hand dying. Yeah. And Luke went out. Good. I mean, that's yeah. the way he should go out in the two sons. I mean, I get it. It yeah. was a beautiful moment. Yeah. And I was okay with that. Still still a tearjerker. Yeah. It's even more of a tearjerker when Han died. Yeah. That was just god awful. Yeah. I mean, hearing Chewie growl like that oh, was yeah. when the one dog from the red fern grows dies. <laughs> you felt it in the yeah. Chewie growl. Yeah. Whew. That was rough. Yeah. I'm getting emotional right now. But if Chewie goes out, dude. I can't believe you went to the one red fern. Where the red fern grows. Yeah. Oh. That's what it sounded like. That's what it that's what that's exactly the place that it took me. When yeah. hand when hand got sliced, yeah, and that first bark from Chewie, I mm. was like, it's where the red fern grows. It was like fucking flashback in my head, and I'm fucking six years old watching Disney and crying myself to sleep at night oh. because of the dogs. Yeah. <coughs> but anyway, yeah. Flash. Come on, that was much rougher than Luke's death. Oh yeah, because like, it was like one of those things where like when the hand comes up, brother, that was like, ain't yeah. right. There's nothing right about this right now. Yeah. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Cause, I mean, it's like then Chewie took a shot. Yeah. And then he just went fucking havoc. Yeah. That's oh, good yeah. shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. Like, I mean, it's I, his I, best friend for Christ's sakes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's rough. I mean, it, it was a rough, I mean, it was a rough moment. Like, I remember, like, you know, going, <gasps> you know, and then yeah. tears rolling down my face. I, I mean, knew it. Yeah, I'm sitting there screaming at the movie theater screen. Do not get on the bridge, dude. Yeah, don't go on the bridge. It's your death. Yeah, and we all knew it. Yeah, don't go to the bridge. Just blow the shit up. Yeah. Do the Han Solo thing. Don't yeah. do this bullshit. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, it was rough. Yeah. So, do you... Real quick question, and then we'll get back to my poor Chewie. Did Han ignite the saber? I think he did. And so did I. I firmly believe it. I know people... I mean, I know even, like... People have said, like, you know, because it's in the book, like the, the novelization, that Kylo hit the button, that that's canon and that's that. But I honestly believe it was one of those situations where Kylo was legitimately conflicted 
and Han took it upon himself. You know, because it was like that whole like line about you know I I don't think I can do this myself, and Han's like I'll help you. You know, you know that's the next thing that happens, and you like, yeah, because I mean, because you can't put it in as a suicide. Yeah, like you can't you can't put it in a Disney movie. You can't yeah. put it in this type of film as a suicide. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you can't yeah. show Han hitting the button. Yeah. But I'm absolutely positive he hit that button. Yeah. For his son. Yeah. Yeah. The ultimate sacrifice. Right. right. Yeah. How do you think Leia's going out? How are they going to do that? I mean, like, like I said, I mean, this has to be one of those things where, like, peace treaty deal gone bad with the Emperor? I, I'm, I'm thinking it's got to be like within the first half hour of the movie, and it's got to be like just one of those situations where it's like one night in Paris with Leia, <laughs> yeah, and Chewie, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how Chewie, Chewie's consoling her. Yeah, that's how Chewie escapes death from the Falcon. He kills Leia. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, in no, but I, I, I think, I think like. Like those scenes that we're seeing in the trailer from like the on that the the, the planet where like Ray's training and there's that whole collection of of everybody gathering around and you know I think that's going to be like that's the base and I think like it comes under attack and leg is killed in that attack. Uh. I think it's gonna be within the first half hour. Like I, I can't. I don't see how you can keep her. The Alderaan moment. Do you think that's going to happen there? I like. I like it's an Alderaan moment where the planet gets destroyed. But I, I think it's going to be one of those things where, like, you know, the next thing you know, star destroyers are coming out of hyperspace, and you know, it, it's they're being hunted, a la like the rebellion back in the day. Oh yeah. You know, and only this time, Leia, unlike Hoth, Leia is unable to escape. Yeah. You know, that's that's what I think. She better go out. Oh yeah, I'm hoping she goes out in a blaze of glory. Like I mean, there better be some Bon Jovi playing in the background and everything. You know, I'm hoping. Yeah, I hope they I hope they don't just bow her out because I felt like they kind of bowed out with Luke. And to me, well, I, I guess it's a harder one just because she's you know unfortunately the you know she's passed. Yeah, she, I yeah, get Carrie it. Fisher's passed. So I think it's a hard thing to do. And I know they're you know they're using unused footage, you know, from the first two movies, I guess, of Carrie Fisher, and they're kind of digitizing that and whatnot. And I think they're bringing... yeah, but you just can't go. Yeah, she was killed in the battle. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, I, I you agree. cannot. I, you have to show her like. But a... here's where it comes down to, though. You've killed Han. You've killed Luke. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and you've killed Akbar. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But I mean, like, you've killed Han, you've killed Luke. Yeah. You're going to kill Leia. Yeah. It looks like you're going to kill 3PO. <laughs> or that could kill 3PO. Or that could kill R2. <laughs> but it looks like you're going to demolish 3PO. Or at least wipe, mind wipe him. Sort of. Yeah. You're. So is the next step Chewie and Lando? You're killing off the originals. Right. On a, on, I think there's a point here. Right. 
Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Well, I, I mean, mean, like, is that the progression of where we're going? Well, I mean, like, what, what, I mean, you can't kill R two D two off for Christ's sakes. And one one of the weird like, I mean, you've heard you, you hear so many theories. Like, one of the weird theories is is like the the thing that they're implanting in three PO is like the personality of of Anakin Skywalker. Oh fuck's sake! Which is why his eyes go red. And apparently there's been there's been an action figure release where like it's a it's a version of three PO wearing a bandolier and, and welding Chewie's fucking uh, bowcaster. Why? Because he's a completely different personality. Really? Yeah, like that, that's the thing. Like the reason three PO is going away is they're overwriting his personality with an implant. For what? I don't know. That's the thing. Like I don't know what they're doing. I, I mean, you know. <laughs> but you know, so like that, there's that scene in the first trailer where you know three is rising up and he has the red eyes. The reason he has the red eyes is this this chip was implanted, that, which is why he three PO is saying, "I'm saying I want to look at my friends for one last time," because he's being overridden by whatever it is they're implanting in him. Right. You know, and then there's those people who say it's Darth Vader or it's Anakin, which is like, why would that be it? Why? Yeah, but that, but they're like, well, that's why he has red eyes. Well, anybody, anytime they, anytime they see red, it's automatically Sith. Yeah, <clears throat> that's what they they say. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'd like to see Darth Vader. <laughs> well, I, I'd like to see Darth Vader fighting the good fight, though. That'd be fucking badass. Well, I yeah. mean, that would be fucking. That would talk about flipping a shit, flipping Star Wars on its head. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, yeah. I, I mean, I would, it'll never I, I would, happen. I would love to see Rogue One Vader show up at some point. Like in another, I got chills right now just from that comment. Yeah, like in another movie, at but fighting time, the good fight, right? Yeah, that'd be different. Well, I, I think you, like it's one of those weird things where like, and Marvel's the. Uh, Mar- no, yeah, Marvel. Marvel's done a very good job with this, where like, they have like a Darth Vader comic book, uh, where like, despite the fact that he is evil, he is basically the hero of the comic book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, he's getting fucked over left and right because it's the you know the Empire, and you know he's got all these generals and these moths who are basically envious of his position to the Emperor. Yeah, and Vader, especially like in some of these, because it's taking place after the Battle of um. Of Yavin, yeah. with the destruction of the Death Star, you know Vader's trying to win back the favor of the Emperor, and so he's getting fucked over by all these other people who are kind of like trying to rise up and take his spot, you know. And like it, it, it's like really good writing because like now all of a sudden this like the, the the ultimate villain has become like this hero of like you know compared to like these other people and yeah. that are trying to rise up and take his place next to the Emperor. It's like very fascinating. Oh, that's kind of a cool take on it. Yeah, yeah, but he's still evil. Oh yeah, which is like the best part. Is like, like it's, it's like one of those weird things where like I'm rooting for Darth Vader, but you know he's still diabolical in every way possible. Yeah. It's just he's less diabolical than the people that are out to take to take him out. Yeah, you know other Sith lords. No, like 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 these generals and these moths and. And stuff like that, mm. Pe- like people who are trying to rise up in power, and they see him as an obstacle to getting to getting that spot next to the emperor. 
I see. You know, like what, why are why is the emperor keeping this guy around when I could be that guy? Like I I I, I want to be like Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. You know, I want to be that guy who stands next to the emperor. And with Grand Moff Tarkin dead for some reason, he's picking you, and you know, you're just some goofy guy in armor. True, but Vader's yeah. badass. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of interesting, like, like it, 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 the, the run, like, the first run that they did was, like, really, really interesting, because, like, part of it also is, like, you know, I know they did another run where, I mean, it, it, he's straight up diabolical, because he's, like, he's, the Emperor's sending him off to kill Jedi, and he has to get his own kyber crystal and bleed it, so he gets the red lightsaber, like, it's, like, all sorts of fucked up shit that, that takes yeah. place. I mean, it's, like, wow. <laughs> you know? So, gotta love Vader. Yeah. Oh man, that shit from Rogue One was fucking amazing. Oh yeah. Because that's the Vader you waited for. Yeah, that, you know, after all these movies. Yeah. Like all these movies, we get it in a fifteen-second clip in Rogue One. Yeah. To see the true power of Darth Vader. Right. We get it in Rogue One. Yeah. Of all movies. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, for whatever reason, I mean, I mean, clearly, I mean, from a, a movie-making standpoint, they didn't have the ability of creating that armor and making it flexible enough for the actor to move around freely. And plus, you had Alec Guinness, who wasn't the, uh, the most athletic. Yeah. You know. <laughs> then you yeah. know one of the members of the original <laughs> Dead Poet Society. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> the guy who made the bridge over the River Kwai. <laughs> exactly. Um, that, but then you have him against Luke, and you, he's got to be holding back because he knows Luke is his son, and you know, like in both of those those fights, I mean, they're good lightsaber battles, but they're not like what you saw in the in the prequel movies with. You know, especially in like the fight between Obi and Anakin on Mustafar. Yeah, you know, yeah. Th- that fight is fucking like holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, whereas like with these other fights, it's like it's kind of like you know. Well, they were kind of building up to that in <clears throat> in Jedi. Yeah, that was the one of the redeeming things in Jedi was that saber battle between him and Luke. Yeah, it's a better saber battle. Yeah, but it, it better than the previous saber battles. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I, I'll agree with you with that. But then, like you know, so it's like it's it's funny. Like it's funny because in the first ones, the sabers weren't really. Um, everybody was like really fascinated by them, but it was not a focus in really the films at all. Yeah, I mean, sure, the first one. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Luke practices, right? You know what I mean. And then Obi Wan dies. Yeah. Second one, the saber comes out. When in the carbonite chamber, and there was yeah. that battle and stuff like that, cool. Yeah, and Dagobah, there was a little saber action, right? But really, the saber itself was not really the main focus. Like people are drawn to the saber; they love the lightsaber. There's right. toys made of the saber. I mean, right? But it's never in the first two movies. It was never really even about the saber, right? Do you know right. what I mean? Right. Like I mean, until like- the lat until Jedi. And that's when you stop. Because I can remember being a kid and Luke being on that skiff. And I'm like, oh my goodness. 
Oh, yeah, when he lights up the green lightsaber. Oh, and he, look at him, he's deflecting bullets. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've been waiting for this. Yeah. It's just going to get better from here. Right. Oh, no. Yeah. But it's yeah. just going to get better. Right. You know what I mean? He takes out a speeder bike. Yeah. That's fucking fantastic. You know what I mean? So right. the saber, like, became focus more in Jedi than anything else. Right. It was all. It was about it was, it was, the saber. It became Luke's primary weapon. Like, even sure. in, even in Empire, he's still carrying a, a blaster. Oh, yeah. Like, he pulled a blaster on Yoda, not his lightsaber. Sure. You know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I know. Yeah. So. I mean, that poor Wampa took a lightsaber hit. But, I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but it's funny, you know, through all of that, through all the cool lightsaber shit in Jedi, Empire's still the better movie. Yeah. Oh, it's because it's a better story. Yeah. It's a, no, I, I it's agree. A, it's the better overall story. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. God, Empire was so good. Oh, it was. I cannot get over how good Empire was. Yeah. God, it's so good. Anyway. Like, everything about Empire. Like, there's, there's not a bad beat in Empire. Not one. No, and then you got all the introductions in Empire, too. I mean, you got Yoda introduced. Lobot. No, I'm just, <laughs> You got Yoda introduced. Lando was introduced in, in, in this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was huge. The Bounty Hunters. The Bounty Hunters, which yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. But uh, the Bounty Hunters... Um, And then along with that, I mean, you had, um, I lost my track of thought. Sorry. Cylons, Star Wars, it's fucking with me. Yeah. Um, Lobot, Calrissian, Cloud City. Cloud City. um, Yoda. Eh, lost it. You had a snake. (laughs) You had a snake. Brown or orange, bitch? Brown or orange? (laughs) No, but I mean, like, just Empire as a whole was a better movie. We got to see Adats. It was the first time you saw the Emperor. Correct. Yes, first time you saw the Emperor. Yeah. The fucking snow speeders. Yeah. Absolutely fell in love with the Adats. were fucking incredible. Like, it was like... The only way I can describe it to people was like... It was like seeing... um, Jesus. Because we had never really seen anything like that at that time, these no, ad-ads. No. It was sort of like seeing Jurassic Park for the first time. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, you see the dinosaurs. Yeah. When you see that ad-ad for the first time, you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. That is badass. Yeah. You know? And the fa- I mean, and like the great thing is like because it was all... Boba pra- Fett. Yeah. Because it was all practical effects, like you felt the the weight of what one of those things... Like when the... the the, like, the, yeah, the it foot just, came down. The fucking you, you, theater shook. Yeah, I mean, it was like, like that. That's the advantage of a practical effect. Like, you know, as, yeah. as, as much as I know, they don't do it anymore. But you, you felt like the weight of that on the planet. Like, you know, it, when the foot came down, you felt like you felt like the Earth would have shook. Right. You right. Know, and you, you know, even like Luke, like underneath, like that great scene where, like, you know, after Luke crashed and that at at's coming at him, and he's trying to pull shit out of from the snow speeder, and you know, he rolls out at the last minute, and the foot comes down, like you're like, oh shit, son. You I know? can remember feeling the tension of hearing the, yeah, like constant. Yeah, it was constant because you heard it in yeah. the background. I mean, you knew they were coming. It was a great buildup. 
because they were coming from a distance. But as as they got closer, the footsteps yeah. got yeah. louder. And then the as as the closer they got to, they really captured that inside of the base as the snow was falling and yeah. the ice was coming down. Yeah, that's some cool. That is really good directing. Yeah, I mean, as far as a story, I mean, what you want to capture, right? That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, it adds suspense. That little known, that little thing, like right there with the, with the pounding of the adat's feet. Yeah, just add it creates drama. It like creates this stress. Yeah, you got to get out of here. Yeah, because these fucking things are, they're taking you out. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do with it. Right. You know what I mean? No. But anyway, yeah, it was the introduction of Boba Fett too. As I'm, and yeah, it was for all. Well, Technically, Boba Fett was introduced in the uh, the Star Wars uh, Christmas special. Yeah, but but well, I'll give you Empire. Nobody's <laughs> so. Yeah, but it was Empire. Yeah, was the introduction of Fett. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, there was a lot of good things that came from Empire. Yeah, I mean the the fucking um the chase through the asteroid field. Like, again, sure. like one of those things where like. Looking back on that and knowing that everything was done with models and practical effects, that makes it all the more amazing that it looks that good. I know. I I, I agree with you. Like I, I mean, it's, I, it's, it's, like... it's fascinating, like how good that that fucking scene looks. <clears throat> and I even like. I mean, there are still parts of Jedi that I absolutely love. Yeah. The whole Jabba Palace stuff was good. Yeah. Well, until they fucking... Yeah. Until they fucked with it. Yeah. But, I mean, like, that whole Jabba Palace with the Rancor and Luke coming in like a badass and Jabba's like, that shit ain't gonna work on me, son. Yeah. I'm older than that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, get your bullshit out of here. Yeah. You know, but I mean, like, even the look from Calrissian in the bone mask, he was like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, you know what I mean. But that whole—I mean—and then, and then, probably it's such a piggish thing to say, but come on, lay in the slave costume. Oh yeah, give me some. Yeah, give I me got, a break, But like, but even like, like, like a great moment, like when she's rescuing Han and she gets him out of the car, the carbonite. And oh, when she played uh, boss, someone uh, uh, said Borsk, but that's not her <laughs> name. It starts with a B, though. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, but, you know, they have their moment, and all of a sudden you hear that. Yeah, it's badass. I know that laugh. (laughs) You know, it's like, oh, it's great. But it's good. It's good Harrison Ford acting, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he acted very well coming out of that carbonite. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, blinded everything on that skiff. I mean, all that shit was great. Yeah. The Sarlacc burp was unnecessary, and that was like, that was my cue. That was like, when I heard that, even as a kid, I was like, mm. <laughs> yeah. like, like half three quarters of the audience was laughing, and I yeah. was like, mm. <laughs> like that ain't right. This ain't Sesame Street, like, man. Like, this ain't Fraggle Rock. Like somebody farted loud in church. Yes. <laughs> like it's just you don't do that. No. No. It was like sacrilege, yeah. even at that young of an age. Yeah. I was like, when it burped, I was like. Mm. And then when it did burp, it looked like real rubbery. And I'm yeah. like, ugh. It's just going to get bad from here on out. And it did. Oh, no, no. 
here comes, here comes a snake. Here comes a snake with the googly eyes. Yeah, I was oh. waiting for it. I was like, oh. Here comes a snake from Dar. And then, you know, you heard, and then it wasn't, it wasn't uh, Billy D. Williams that made the sound, but you heard the infamous, wow. That was not Billy D. I'm yeah. just telling everybody out there who yeah. didn't realize that, but that's, that wasn't Billy D. Yeah. <coughs> that was a classic Lucas yeah. sound bite. But um but I knew I it was good until the Sarlacc burp. Yeah. And once that burp happened, it was done. Yeah. That was it. I knew it. Oh, yeah. I, I just knew it. And then like you know, after they got off and everything like that. But once they got onto Endor, man, it was done. It should have been Kashyyyk. I mean, yeah. I just, but once they got to Endor, it was, it was over. Yeah. It was, it was bad effects. Like that was the first time in these Star Wars films that I actually saw bad effects. I actually saw the midget's pale skin underneath. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Even as a kid, I'm like, what the fuck? There's a guy in there. Yeah. Like, Chewie was so good that you... For some reason in your head, you got beyond that that was a guy in a costume. Yeah. You did. You got beyond it. Yeah. For me, even when I was a kid, I could not get beyond the Ewoks. Yeah. I, I could not. I couldn't. I, they even moved like little people. Yeah. Like, the, the, like yeah. The movement was off. Yeah. I mean, the I, the I, makeup I, was off around the eyes. Yeah. It was just... You know, and then they showed the sad part. You know, the classic John Williams sad part in the in the fucking you know how he always has that you know yeah. like that you know that's a sad. There an Ewok dies, and one of their gliders went down, and I don't give a fuck. Like yeah. even as a kid watching this thing, I was like, I don't care. Yeah, there's no lump in my throat. Yeah, kill them all. Yeah. I mean, I was that upset about it. Yeah. It was dumb. It was. It was bad. So bad. I know I went on a tyrant about Jedi, but I have so many problems with later Jedi. It redeemed, like I said before, it redeems itself with the whole Emperor Vader yeah. and and lightsaber scene. Even in the background, you can see in the ships being destroyed. Yeah. Space battle was cool. Yeah. But that shit on Endor, man. My, my, my problem is like, I, it, that was it's bad. Fine. Like you, you want to go with Ewoks instead of Wookies? I'm fine, you know. Mm. But my problem becomes when the battle begins. It's like, like stormtroopers are made to look like the fucking Keystone cops, mm. you know. And you're using like, I'm just not buying that. Like two large logs are taking out an ATST. Like the armor is going to be too 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 thick. Why are you dropping rocks on one? Yeah, like I mean, the, the, there right. was, and then it's like all it's all wobbly and you know. Like, Give me a break. And like the worst of the worst, the worst of the worst is is Chewy, you know, swinging on the rope and you, I guess the old Tarzan yell. Yeah, that was bad. That was. Bad. I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean that. That's, I think I blocked that out. Yeah, that that's that's you know Shia LaBeouf and and fucking. Oh, I just watched it. Calls. Parts of that were so good, and parts were just absolutely horrendous. And that's one of them. But go ahead. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, let's so, don't go there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Laboof Le, Le, swinging with the monkeys. It was bad. <laughs> God, it was. 
so bad. But yeah, so I mean, like there are things about that battle I can forgive, but there are parts of it that I just I can't. Like I mean, I mean, I'm even cool with like you know the fucking little Ewok who like you know hijacks the the speeder bike to like you know that made sense. Yeah, that made sense. I'm, I'm right there with it. And but, the like, rope coming up to to yeah. snag him. Yeah. I, I I get it, but like everything else about like like and there are part, still parts of that battle that are like kind of cool, but like you know, like the Ewoks like becoming like like this guerrilla force that would have overtaken like the like it just it, it it legitimized all the complaints about like stormtroopers not being able to hit shit. Right, stormtroopers were the best of the best of the best. Right, they were an elite force no matter what stormtrooper you were. Right, you I mean, still know how to fight. Yeah, I mean, it just it legitimized all those complaints people had over the years of like, well, man, they, they can't hit the broadside of a barn. Well, you're right, because they can't fucking kill Ewoks. Right. You know. But at the same point, when they did the new movies, they brought back the Stormtrooper on what it should be. Yeah. I mean, they were an elite killing force. Yeah. That's all they knew. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a perfect example was that of that is the first, in the first movie when... Oh, yeah. They, they, they fucking... They come out of... Drop out of the drop ship and they're just blowing shit up. Yeah, and then they fucking herded all those people in the middle and they just fucking shot them and didn't even look back. Yeah. Well, except for Finn. But I mean, like, yeah, you know what I mean, right? Like that was right uh, to me. That perfectly encaptured the stormtrooper of what the stormtrooper was. Right. And these were new troopers, right? Because these weren't clones. Well, neither were the uh, Emperor stormtroopers. Yeah, true. I mean, there were some clones, but still, the clone troopers were actually more accurate than fucking <coughs> regular stormtroopers. I would have taken a clone trooper over a stormtrooper any day of the week. You mean in the original series? Yeah. Yeah, they couldn't hit shit. Yeah, I mean, like a, a clone trooper, like I, they were legit badasses. Yeah, yeah. You know, regular regular stormtroopers, man. I, I, like I said, like like. There's literally like a fight in a hallway, and they're getting mowed down one by one, and like every single one of our heroes like standing like with no cover around them, just shooting randomly. Yeah. You're just like, holy fuck, that's bad. You know, one of my favorite parts though, always out of any Star Wars film, I think it was in Jedi when the Emperor came aboard the Death Star. Yeah. The Legion. Oh yeah, like everybody's all lined up and everything like. Uh, and yeah. different squads too. Yeah. It wasn't just stormtroopers. It was yeah. like speeder bike troopers. Oh, yeah. And... Everybody showed up for that. Yeah. 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 Everybody came yeah. out. Yeah. The like, garbage men came out like, for that one, man. Like, when Vader showed up, it was a nice little regiment that showed up. And, they, you know, they put on a nice little show for Vader. When the Emperor shows up, it was like everybody. Was I think there. they did a 10 hut, too, during that. Day. I think so, too. Like, yeah. Like, there was a whole. Yeah. They were put on a real Salute. show for. Yeah. It was like, but like. You're right. Like I mean, like like the construction stopped that day. The construction people were there. Like, yeah, they, yeah, like yeah. every motherfucker was in that fucking hangar <laughs> bay that day. They like, should have just dropped a bomb there and it yeah. killed everybody. No, but I, I that's one of my favorite parts. Is this? I think out of all the troopers ever, uh, my two favorites were always the snow trooper. Yeah, I just like the look. Yeah, the snow trooper had a badass look. I mean, that was one of the baddest. That was one of the coolest looks ever for a stormtrooper, and it's the first time we saw that. Yeah, that different trooper. Yeah, was that you know? Yeah, and the tie pilot was badass. Yeah, that black. Yeah, yeah tubing. And everything. Yeah, that was good shit. Yeah, that was a good. Tr- I mean, I never liked the speeder bike guys. I mean, I I get. Yeah, 
I get their outfits because it made sense to where they were going, like terrain-wise. More right. movable. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But, man, them snowtroopers were badass. Yeah. Capes and shit. Oh, yeah. Why they needed capes, they I, didn't. But, yeah. who fuck cares? They didn't have Vader cape. Yeah. <laughs> it always pissed me off, too, because the, the toys were plastic. Yeah. It should have been cloth. Yeah. Yeah, but, anyway. Wow, Star Wars rant, son. Yeah. Yeah, really. Really, it's all right though. We haven't had one of those in a while. Not like this, no. So let's get a dip our Tony old mailbag. All right, so the old mailbag here. Mailbag. And as always, we start with a good friend, super fan Thad. Thad writes, "Hello, my two favorite hosts who had technical difficulties, aka." Got a cucumber stuck in their ass. Nope, I think I discussed that already. Um, what did you two dress as Halloween as for Halloween? I'm guessing Sean dressed as Sean and Ian dressed as Nancy and Peg. <coughs> Sorry, that's quite all right. No, I didn't dress. I went to work. I was at work for Halloween. I didn't do anything. Well, you know, Halloween's big in this house. Yeah. So I went. Um... Originally, I was going to go as Hopper. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ellie went as 11. Yeah. Um, but I was sick. Mm-hmm. That's how long this yeah. cold's been going on. Um, so, I put on a scrub gown. Nice, yeah. And a... Uh, Mask and gloves. Yeah. Because everything was completely impervious to rain. Yeah. So I never got wet. Yeah, that's cool. I had to do what I had to do. Exactly. All right. So uh, now for America's favorite segment, Super Fan Thad goes down on Cookie Monster. No. Um, I mean, Super Fan Thad's haunted house review. This week we went to 100 Acres Manor in South Park. Every year they do not disappoint. We got there an hour ahead of time and was pretty close in line. We got a free t-shirt for being there in the, fir- in the first 100 peeps. The cost is $25. I know you can plan Kennywood was 36, but 11 more than South Park and you could ride most of the rides and do the haunts. Well, I'll tell you now, I think $25 is outrageous, but you know. What do I know? Yeah. You know. Uh, 100 Acres Manor had a... Had Ma Petite from American Horror Story. Holy shit, is she small. <laughs> I didn't... Kneel, no, I hope you didn't do that. She's a lovely person. I bet I could flush her down the toilet with a corny shit. Wow. No. Nancy met that. Met her. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like they came into Target one time. Uh, yeah. I guess like her agent lives in Pittsburgh. Okay. And like it was a couple years ago they were in town to do um um Steel City Con. So but they were I guess he lives in that area of West West Mifflin or whatever. And they were in Target and like Nancy Sar 
and like try didn't like tried really hard because she's at work. She had to be professional and tried yeah. not to fangirl out. And apparently they appreciated that because <laughs> like other people were like you know going crazy like oh you're blah 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 blah, and they let her take a picture with Nancy and stuff. But apparently she doesn't speak any English. Really? Yeah. Huh. Or very little English. Okay. I guess the guy interpreted for, yeah. but like Nancy said, like I mean, she's like this very tiny thing. Like Nancy was even shocked how small she was. Right. Yeah. You know, so. She French? Filipino, I believe. Okay. Um, anyway, um, this is my favorite haunt of the year. There are tons of actors around in each corner, and a lot of animatronics. I even jumped a few times. And that's a rarity. Mm. I'll give this five Marion Ross panties out of five. Nice. Nice. This actually includes the haunts for this year. I will try to do some of the special holiday ones that are out there. Well, hey, don't don't go uh, you know, pushing yourself there because apparently you didn't do it for Halloween. Yeah. Okay, time to go. I need... No, yuck. So that's that. Uh, next up is our good friend, the Otter, better known as Superfan Tim. Tim writes in, <coughs> Hey, Pittsburgh nerds. Sorry for missing a couple of weeks. Uh, time would get past me, and I wouldn't realize it was already too late. I'm in the minority, I guess. I'm in the minority, I guess. Um, and I love Jay and Son of Bob Strikes Back. It's my second favorite behind Dogma. Well, I mean, I, I love Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back. It's, but I mean, you know, in the, the hierarchy of the movies, it's not like, right, at the top, I would say. Right, right, right. Yeah, but I think it's a great movie. I laugh my ass off. I laugh, watching it, in the theater, I laugh my ass off. You know, so, it's a great movie. But it's just like, you know, I'm gonna put give you, you know, Chasing Amy and Clerks too, and. Clerks, I mean, the, the, those are just better movies, in my opinion. Right. Um, is Kevin Smith still getting ridiculously high since his health scares? Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that hasn't stopped. I remember listening to the Smodcast where Smith was talking about the story that originated Tusk. Lots of vitamin THC in, in an idea like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I listened to that one, too. Like, I, I, I voted Warris yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and I, I remember that that episode as well, very very well. Like, it was like one of those ones where you're like, holy shit, you know. And it was like you could hear them kind of like coming up with the idea for the movie like right then and there. It was like very interesting to, to hear them. That was an interesting episode. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, dude, the dude's high as fuck on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. On, I mean, to, to the point where like now he's like, I, I, I watched – he released, and this is in support of Jay and Silent Bob reboot. It was like one of those AMR videos, mm. but it was him rolling a joint. Nice, like everything that was involved with it, like you know, taking the weed, and he had like a, a thing that he put it into to to grind it up, and it was like you know, <laughs> very interesting to listen to and watch. The girls went to that. Did they, they went to the? That was Wednesday, right? He was in yeah in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They loved it. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I'm sure it would have been very... Thad went. Oh, did he? Yeah. He talks about it and <coughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they went. It was pretty cool. Cool. 
Yeah. I'm glad they got to go. Yeah. Because we've seen them. Yeah. Yeah, I, we saw them do the Spodcast. Yeah. Which was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Uncomfortable, but cool. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, that was... Um, uncomfortable being the seats. Yeah, the seats the, yeah, the were uncomfortable. Because <laughs> that was at that Homestead Theater, which is like, I mean, beautiful. Oh, it is gorgeous, but... Yeah, those seats suck. <laughs> yeah. It's like worse than the Heinz Hall. Yeah. It was horrible. Um, For big guys. Yeah. Anyway. Not sure how pissed Anderson was about Clerks since he was in all the other movies, but Mallrats, he was not in Chasing Amy, my friend. No. His return to View Askew was Dogma. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll be in Clerks, right? Right. But yeah, I mean, like, he, you know, that that was, he wasn't, and he's not in Jane and Silent Bob reboot. He's not? No. Dante? Dante is, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, I frequent the gun shop, Federal Firearms, from Dogma all the time. It's over in Collier by that barbecue shack with the smoked cheeseburgers. By the way, that barbecue shack, two brothers, has smoked chicken egg rolls. Egg rolls the size of the ones in the strip but filled with pulled chicken, cheese, and a little jalapeno for a real mild kick. Mm. God damn delicious. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Where was I? Oh, yeah, Kevin Smith. I can't wait wait to hear Randall's impress, impressions of the fall of video stores and streaming services that we have seen since the relaunch of their quick stop and his thoughts on the new Star Wars trilogy. I'm interested to see what what Randall has to say about that as well. So am I, because that's my favorite character. Yeah. Deadpool should be small in the MCU, and they should cleverly edit him out with explosions, gunfire, ambient noises. Original Deadpool... Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Original Deadpool was on FX the other night. Boy, FX ain't screwing around. (laughs) They dropped every F-bomb the other day. Basic cable their asses. And this was regular FX, not FXX, which, by the way, sunny in Philadelphia, has been gold this season. Yeah, I mean, FX doesn't play around. Like, they, they have no problem with, with the old F-bomb. Nah, they don't. Which is surprising. Like, I mean, every, everybody else will sneak one in occasionally. Like, I mean, the like, like FX is just like, fuck it. Like, just let it go. Yeah, yeah. We'll pay the FCC fine. God, that's such a good movie, Deadpool 1. Yeah. It is. Oh, that's enough of my nonsense. No point in trying to overcompensate for not writing in by boring the shit out of everyone. I mean, besides Thad and his Trailhawk Jeep, this podcast doesn't have anything to overcompensate for. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Dick joke. Haha. <laughs> Jeep joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's, that's that. That's from last week that those Extreme. guys sent Extreme. Yeah. So that's from last week when those guys sent those in. So we got two more from each of them. One, one more from each of them. <coughs> so, again, we go to Thad. He writes in, Hello, my two favorite hosts who like to wrap their dicks in bacon. No. Yuck. Sean, I remember your Halloween costume when you were 16. Your sheet had a point on top. 
You asked us to refer. Stop, stop. No, I I would never. It was a toga. Good news. The proctologist found the root of my boner while shitting issue. He found the South Allegheny class ring from 1990 stuck in my prostate. Sean, is this yours? Well, I can confirm that it is not mine. I graduated in 1991. So I don't know whose finger you had up your ass from 1990, but it was not me. Went to see the new Kevin Smith movie with Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Fuck, that was amazing. I was 15 feet away from Kevin Smith's dick, and I could see the outline of his bulge in his jorts. He had a Q&A, and I asked him if we could do a triple Dutch rudder. Shut up. Wow. Uh, Kevin Smith did say he had a much bigger part for Stanley in his movie, but could not complete it due to his death. Uh, Then he... I'm not buying into this, so I'm not going to read it. Okay, time to go. I am at King Beaver Cigars smoking a beaver stick. Okay. You enjoy, sir. And next up is our good friend, The Otter. Again, better known as Tim. He said, hey, Pittsburgh nerds. Hey. I'm glad Mark Hamill spoke up about Last Jedi. I find it interesting to hear when actors don't agree with a character or plot line, but still make it work. Hear actors talk about acting is fun. It's better than listening to them talk about anything else. And listening and listening to kickers talk about kicking is always fascinating too. Well, I said that because you, you know while you were at the Colts game, yeah. and you were watching Adam Vinatieri shank that kick at the end, yeah, you know it's because the laces were out. I didn't hear that. Yeah. So. Here's the great part. Okay, so Pat McAfee is watching. The, he 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 live tweets shit all the time, especially when he's watching the game, and he's watching the Colts game because he's a former Colt, yeah. and he used to be the holder for Adam Vinatieri. Okay, and so he's watching the game, and he's all set to to celebrate a big Colts win when Vinatieri shanks at, and even before his foot hit the fucking ball, he said the laces are out, the laces are out, and he just falls to the ground. And, yeah. and, and Vinatieri shanks it. Yeah. And he talked about it later on. He said, it's like the backside of the ball where the laces aren't, the leather is tighter because it's being pulled around to where the laces are. Okay. So when you kick the ball, when your foot hits it, there's always going to be some type of compression on the ball. It, like it pushes in, but because that, that leather is much tighter, it doesn't compress as much around your foot, and you get a cleaner through. Like the ball goes away cleaner. That's why I always went, when when the holder gets the ball, they spin it. Right, but it's also on the center. The, center. <coughs> the 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 snapper they're supposed to be able to get it back there in so many rotations. So when the holder gets it, he can either reposition it very quickly. Or it's already set so the laces are facing away. Okay. And he said the way the laces were, the holders spun it, but they were in no man's land, so he couldn't feel it. So he was guessing where the laces were, and he spun the laces right in the Vinatieri's foot. Okay. And when he kicked the ball, because it's where the laces are and the leather is not as tight, when his foot hits it, it really compresses around his foot and hangs on the foot longer 
which is why it shanks okay. like it does. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not like – anytime you see a guy with the laces in, it's always like shank apotomous, like it's like a ridiculously bad kick. You know, and the reason for that is it just it sits on the foot longer, so as a foot comes up and goes to the to the to the left, the ball goes to the left. Okay. You know, and that's what happens. And so it's really interesting to hear him talk about that. Like in a video he tweeted and then also talk about it on a show later on, but it was like like fascinating to hear like that. Because you always do like the lace. I always thought it was for aerodynamics. Okay. But here it's like really it's because of the way it compre- like the way the leather is and the way it compresses around the foot as you kick it. And that was fascinating to hear. Yeah. And even Otter said, I'll bet he says something that is probably the snapper's fault. And he was fucking right. Right, right. Because me and Otter were like talking about it. Oh, yeah. Because I tweeted like if that would have been Pat McAfee, those laces would have been facing the right way. Yeah, yeah. You know. And uh, Otter was like, yeah, I'll bet he says it was a snapper. I'm like, yeah. And he was right. Um, I wish Leia would have kamikaze that cruiser. It would have been a baller way to, for her to go out, yeah. considering what happened anyway. I agree. Yeah, I I agree too. Like you wish it would have, they would have switched her and Laura Dern's character out. But I that would have been that. You know, uh, thinking about that, that's that's a good point. Yeah. That'd be a good way to take care of Leia, but I didn't think they want to do that. I I, I think at that you know point, I mean? like I mean, especially like you know, like the her filming had been completed. I, I think it was like because she died in December and it came out a year later. I like said it would have been time to like really. You probably could have done that in post, made that work. Yeah. Um. I mean, they're talking about fucking doing a, a movie with James Dean the CGI. Like, you know, like, what the fuck? So I, I'm sure there's a way that this could have been done. But I think it was just a matter of out of respect to Carrie Fisher. Plus, I mean, that moment at the end of the movie when Luke's comes through and he has that moment with Leia. Yeah. You know, you, you, I don't want to say you needed that, but you needed that. Yeah. You know? No, I get it. So I think that's why they didn't. Do it that way. Yeah. But it, you're, he's right. It would have been a... That would have been the perfect thing to do. Um, the original Grinch is perfect. No reason to screw with it. Agreed. Agreed. And that's why we feel the same way about Emmett Otter. Yeah. Oh. I see all these people online about this. Even, even Stork. Now, granted, Stork is a bad person to comment on this because he doesn't like this type of stuff. But um, even Stork is like, you two are the only two fucking people who care about this. Just let it go. I'm like, no. I won't let it go. And, and, I, and my comment back was, well, just like the Joker, I will be boycotting it. I will be skipping it. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. I just, yeah. I. <clears throat> it all has to do with the time period. It's an abomination. It is. I mean, it's Paul Williams music. I yeah. mean, it's. It's. It's it's Jim. I mean, you're not going to remake the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. No. Why would you remake Emmett Otter's Dark Band Christmas? I mean, it's Jim. It's Frank. It's fucking Paul Williams. I mean, it's these <coughs> these masters just making a master. It's, it's it's a fucking masterpiece. I mean, this was a, this was their genesis. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why why would you fucking remake that? Right, I mean, it's, it's, this is what they did to show that they could make a movie. Which so Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas begot the 
the Muppet movie. Yeah. Because they made this work, they they said to themselves, we can make a movie work. We can do the Muppet movie. You know, so. I'm against it. I concur. Um, We're just like brothers. As long as you're dressed up, I got no... Okay, hold on. We have older kids in our neighborhood that still trick-or-treat, but they still put in an effort. A group of girls last year were dressed as the Brat Pack members, all the way down to RDJ having white powder all over her face. That's actually kind of cool. That is kind of cool, yeah. As long as they are dressed up, I got no beef. But parents have to give the rules of Halloween to older kids. Yield to the smaller kids. And no smashing pumpkins after Halloween. Not cool to crush some kids' pumpkin before Halloween night. Those things are still out a week later. Knock yourself out. I quit trick-or-treating pretty early. I used to like to lay in my front yard in a mask and stuff hay um, out of my sleeves. I'd roll a leg back on itself. And laid it like a dummy and scared the shit out of people coming up to walk. That doesn't surprise me in the least. You'd be that kind of person. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with the technology this week, Otter. Well, luckily it's not a technological issue. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's it. Sweet. Yeah. I did want to give a shout out. Um... We were supposed to have a guest this week. I'm hoping to have her on again at some point later on. Uh, but uh, Felicia Gillespie, uh, she is a stand-up comic. Um, she wanted to promote. She has a. Uh, she's doing a, a show Sunday, November 17th at 7 p.m. Um, and I guess this is like her first big big show on her own. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I didn't get the full information. But... Um, I'm going to post this to our Facebook page like so you can buy tickets. I'll post it to our Twitter so you can buy tickets. But, um, you know, unfortunately she was opening up for Tom Green tonight and those shows ran late and so she couldn't make it to record with us. But, um, you know, we're hoping to have her on again at some point because she seemed like a really cool person and uh, we had a great show. So, but check her out. Uh, again, that's Felicia Gillespie, uh, stand-up comic, and her show is Sunday, November 17th at 7 p.m., at the uh, the Pittsburgh Improv down at the waterfront. Cool. Yeah. So, anything you like to add to the proceedings there, sir? Yeah, I just want to make a shout out too to Erica June and the Tunes. I had a it was a really good show, and I wish them success. Yeah. Um, really tight band. I I just so if you guys will we will post um, their uh, you know. Facebook stuff on uh, on our you, site. Is there a way to find your music? Do you happen to know that on Spotify or anything? No, not not as of yet. Okay. I mean, uh, there's some solo stuff on her site. Yeah. But nothing with this band. This band was like uh, formed within I don't know. Yeah. Short okay. time period. So okay. there's nothing out yet. Okay. Uh, but if you see them headlining anywhere, or not even headlining, just at a place, at a bar, yeah. wherever. Yeah. Go see them. I think they're really good. So. Okay. Um, and we'll post their. Uh, her information right. uh, on our Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. All right then. That's it. The dreamer has awakened. Peace.